I'd like to welcome onto the show Dan Carter, who has been incredibly prompt early for this interview, been, been hanging around for about 10 minutes listening to uh, Dave Bradley and the entire news team uh, tell us all of the headlines and what we need to know. And I'd like to bring him into the conversation now. Dan, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Dan Carter is the mayor of Oshawa. Good morning, and thank you very much for the opportunity to join you today. I hope this week's a great week for you. Well, me too, Dan. I uh, I tried to get a hold of you last week. Well, truth be told, our our producer Danny Stover was the one doing the legwork on Friday to try and get a hold of you after I, I read this Toronto Star article about this modular housing project that you guys are putting together. You're building ten uh, houses, these modular houses, and you'll put them on some city property. I thought it's a great way to address homelessness by actually housing these people. We have a big problem with homelessness in Toronto, but a lot of people think that's where it ends. And where we know that people are moving out of Toronto to buy houses in Oshawa. Apparently, uh, you guys are dealing with um, a housing issue and homelessness as well. Just paint a picture of what it's like in Oshawa. So just like every community across Canada, I think over the last 20 months, I think it's really highlighted the issue in regards to people that are living rough, those that are dealing with addiction and mental health all across this country. And I think all of us are looking for the right kind of solution. I always say about high season, which is the warmer weather uh, throughout the spring and summer and, and early fall, we usually have a population between 40 and 60 individuals that are living rough. Some of them are transient. They're in and out of our community. Um, but we're able to have the capacity of caring for those individuals through our outreach programs, housing programs, shelter programs. This year, we've seen that population explode to over 200. And that really has brought a major concern in regards to how do we uh, meet the needs of these individuals that are the most vulnerable in our community. And many of them are dealing with not only life issues, but are probably also dealing with mental health and addiction. We've got statistical information in regards to the complexities that they have. But I'm a great believer that we've got, once you're in our community, we have a responsibility to try and do everything we possibly can to care for you. And so we've reached out across the country to look for best solutions, good ideas, and ways of being able to assist individuals that are most vulnerable in our community. So this pilot pro- program, it involves micro-housing. Can you tell us a little bit about these uh, micro-housing units and how many of them you'll, you're putting together right now? Yeah, so a traditional build, if you're looking at building a traditional build, it usually takes about three years. Um, they range about $250,000 each in regards to a traditional build. So that's bricks and mortar. Let's say it's 10 stories high or 15 stories high, 150 units, whatever it may be. And that takes about three years, and it's anywhere between 15 and $22 million, including land. The micro-owned project is what we've done is identified properties that are both city-owned or regional-owned or provincially-owned that have water and sewer that are ready to go. They're vacant pieces of property that also have accessibility in regards to transit and other services that are nearby. So we teamed up with the region of Durham to look at what we could do with those properties in in, in regards to addressing the issues with our our population that is unsheltered. And one of the ideas is to use micro-homes. Micro-homes are are containers that have been converted uh, 340 square feet. It's got a bathroom, a sleeping area, and a kitchen area. And what it is able to do is um, they're able to be built in one location and then brought onto a location, connected to water and sewer, and are able to be up and running within a very short period of time. So a traditional build, three years. On these types of homes that we're able to utilize the water and sewer that is available, we can usually turn that around in about two months' time. The difference in price from traditional build of about 
240 to $275,000 each is between 70 and $140,000. So speed, available land, making sure that we've got proper space and, and making sure that uh, we're able to accommodate them. But the other component of it is making sure that individuals have the supported services right on site to be able to help them navigate this new environment they're going to be exposed to. What do those supportive services look like? So we have to understand that a lot of these individuals are coming from life issues. Some of them uh, are dealing with addiction and mental health. We've got to understand the complexities that they have. So we've made sure that we have people that have expert skills in regards to de-escalation, social services, health, also addiction and mental health individuals that have those expertise that can help these individuals. So out of the units that we're building, we're keeping one unit Uh, to be able to house our staff, to be able to provide those on-site services for them. I'm a great believer, small communities, on-site services, um, giving people an opportunity to truly be able to create new pathways. When we house too many people together, you have complex individuals. You have 100 individuals that have complex issues, and we don't have the right amount of services to be able to meet their complexities. This is one of the ways that we can actually be able to see Um, that we can support those individuals in this new environment, but also see them transition into independence. So this is about giving a hand up. Eventually, these people are going to cycle out of these modular solutions that you've put forward and and given them these, these housing units, and they will be replaced by the next group of people. That's what our hope is, but understand that some individuals will have complexities beyond uh, being able to transition into independence, which then brings up the other component of it is how do we support those individuals that have high complex issues that just won't be able to transition into independence. But the reality being is we've got to do everything we possibly can to be able to meet the needs of these individuals that have complex issues, surround them with services, hopefully be able to create new pathways so that they can move forward. I always use my example. I was uh, one that suffered from addiction and mental health, lived on the streets. And one of the key components of my success was being surrounded not only by services, but also uh, learning what kind of coping mechanisms and skills and abilities that I would need uh, to be successful. And that helped me tremendously go from where I was in regards to uh, creating new pathways forward. Wow. And you're the mayor now. So, Dan, how, how involved do you get with these people? Well, I, we're very, very fortunate that we've got uh, our regional health and social services department and our outreach teams that do a tremendous job. The reality being, as the mayor of the great city of Oshawa, you also have a lot of other roles and responsibilities. But my passion really comes down to is those individuals that are suffering with addiction and mental health, those that are living rough or those that are unsheltered. We've got to do a better job at it. And I've had these conversations not only with ministers, both at the provincial level, but also the premier and the prime minister. I continue to talk about the opiate crisis that's hitting this country and is getting worse by the day. And I think that we have to truly understand that not only we have a housing crisis, but we have an epidemic when it comes to the health and well-being of individuals that are suffering with uh, addiction or mental health. Our country needs to do better. Our province needs to do better. And I want to be part of the solution as a leader of this community. Dan, can you educate us for a second? I've never heard that term living rough before. Um, you know, maybe I'm living under a rock and I'm lucky that I haven't heard that term, but I'd love you to uh, explain it because I'm sure I'm not alone. Yeah, there's individuals that are identified of individuals that are unsheltered. Those are individuals that may be couch surfing, staying with friends, maybe with family, maybe in um, 
undesirable environments and some people are camping outside. Those individuals that are living rough are individuals that are sleeping on the streets, that are in doorways, that are in the bushes. Um, Individuals that are just, they absolutely have no kind of support systems around them except for what they seek in the community. And that's why having outreach teams, we have a program called the PCOP team that goes out into these communities, locates those individuals, connects them with services and tries to bring them into our hub services so that we're able to meet their needs, find out who they are, what are their health needs, what are their addiction needs, what are their mental health issues, what about their housing needs. Those individuals, many of them, um, come to us with very complex issues. And um, sadly, uh, one of the issues is many of them have severe mental health issues that they're dealing with. And that's why we've been advocating with Minister Tobolo to be able to increase the amount of mental health beds. Right at this particular time, we don't have enough mental health beds to properly provide services for individuals that have complex mental health issues. The City of Toronto, the City of Oshawa, and cities all across this country are seeing an increase in individuals that have severe mental health issues. Dan, before I let you go, one question keeps kind of uh, floating around in my my mind as we have this conversation. That's how do you vet the people that will get these uh, first 12 opportunities to to live within the modular housing project? So we have a group of individuals have specialized skills that we've identified. We do a by name list, which is identifying individuals that are both living unsheltered and living rough, those individuals that are seeking assistance. We have a wait list that has a traditional wait list for people that are looking for traditional housing. We have a priority list of individuals that are seeking dangerous environments such as domestic violence. And then we have another list that is called by name list that are individuals that have been identified of individuals that are seeking not only shelter, but also supported services. We work with our team at the regional health and regional uh, social services department, our housing division to identify those individuals that have the best opportunity to be able to assist in this program. And then we identify other individuals that need hospitalization, institutional help in regards to mental health. But our whole idea is to take the most vulnerable and try and get them into these programs. This is the first of many opportunities that I believe our city and our region are going to undertake. I believe it's part of a solution, but we have to look at that that if it does work, great. If it doesn't work, we've got to continue to seek best best practices across the country. And I'm committed in regards to that. If your child ends up in our city, if they're 15 or 55, they're somebody's kid. And as the mayor of the great city of Oshawa, I am committed to make sure that not only we do everything we possibly can to help those individuals that are living day to day because they may be living in poverty, but those individuals that have complex mental health and addiction issues, those that are unsheltered or those that are living rough, we have a responsibility to do everything we possibly can to find solutions, create pathways, support those individuals, and hopefully see a successful outcome. Dan, I want to thank you for joining us. It's really been a pleasure having you on the show. I think you're talking about uh, important uh, things that everybody has to be aware of, and I just wish that everyone had a mayor as, as compassionate as you are. I really appreciate it. I want to wish you and your listeners all the best throughout the holiday season. Remember, we are kind, generous, compassionate, unbelievable country, and I know that we can meet this challenge head on. I call for all of us to join together in regards to this festive season. Well said. Thanks very much, Dan. Stay well. Cheers. Dan Carter is mayor of Oshawa. Wow. Uh, I like the idea of that project. I think that it's smart and it makes a lot of sense. You can't just put someone in a, uh, you know, in a home uh, and say, okay, you're on your own now. I love the support component of that.